Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Art Blog Radio. I'm your host for today, Whit Lopez, and I am absolutely delighted to be sitting with Philadelphia's newest poet laureate, Trapita Mason. Welcome to the show, Miss Mason. Oh, thank you for having me, Whit. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here in your company. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. It's, <laughs> if you don't know Trapita Mason's work, it is absolutely amazing. She's not only a brilliant and talented poet, but she's also a social worker. And on top of that, she's an amazing arts administrator who has a very long history doing wonderful, life-changing arts administration within the city of Philadelphia. So I'm absolutely delighted that she's been awarded this very high honor of being the Poet Laureate of the city. And I'm looking forward to all the amazing work that I know is going to come out of her time being in that position. Thank you. Thank oh, no you. Problem. I'm Thank looking you. forward to it, too. I'm like, I'm still like floating. So this is a, a wonderful thing. And we're not even a full weekend yet. And I'm ready to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready too. Honestly, when I when I first heard that you got it, I was so excited. Was, Thank you. I was in my house and I was screaming. You would have thought that I won the lotto. You would have thought I was I was very excited. I I was like I couldn't think of a more perfect person. Wow. Based on the work that I know that you've done in the city and the way that you've touched people's lives, I could not think of a more perfect person to be in a position to continue to touch lives and to continue to change the city for the better. So, so it's really you. exciting. I'm humbled. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, Ms. Trapita, mm -hmm. you're, you are an amazing poet. Would you be open to sharing a poem with us? Yeah, I will. Um, there's nothing better than like a Monday afternoon or weekday when you can share a poem. So I'm going to do that. This one is called um, Late 1920s or Happy Birthday, Dinah. And I wrote this poem for, uh, it's a series of poems that I'm working on about a woman named Dinah who was enslaved uh, in the Stenton uh, mansion, which is in Logan. And there's no recorded birth date for Dinah and many others, you know, of our ancestors that were um, enslaved in households all over this place. <laughs> so um, this is for her. Happy birthday, Dinah. Two of us waited by your mama's thighs, rubbed her belly and felt her walls grip and release. One of us parted her legs wide like a road opening and stood right dead in the center of her and peered into her dark tunnel and saw your crowning. We set ourselves in that leaning shack we grounded ourselves to catch you, a ball of slick and slippery brownness you were, a thumping mass of hair and birthing scars you were. Don't let anyone tell you you don't have no born day. We were there. We witnessed you arriving. You came out calm as a river in June. Your mother yelped and cooed. We warmed our palms before we held you. Your mama would not let you go. She should have been born in another time. She didn't know how to let go of you. We encircled her and chanted away her sorrow. We three sisters warned her, steal away, steal away, steal away home. She ain't got long to stay here. You were born before the sun tipped his hat. 
It was a Saturday and we wore white. Your mama's lips quivered when she asked if you were a boy or a girl. Her questions vibrated that room, unsteadying us. A boy will be seasoned until he's a workhorse. A girl will be bred soon, she start to bleed. She's a girl, we told her. She's a girl. And something in her broke. We call that thing love, Dinah. It's black love. And sometimes it looks like an easing river. Sometimes it's a tight ball of blood and wounds. You have people, Dinah. We waited right near your mama's heavy thighs. We held her feet in her arms. We warmed our palms before we caught you. And later when you sprung up a wee bit and they came to snatch you from us to give you to Miss Hannah like a play toy, we held our palms to our wet cheeks and felt your warmth fleeing. And to your weeping willow of a mama, we chanted our love song. We three sisters soothed her. Steal away, steal away, steal away home. She ain't had long to stay here. Mm. That, mm. <laughs> Tina. That is beautiful. Thank you. That is beautiful in so many ways. Mm. In so many ways. I mean, it, it tells the story of an actual person. Yes. Who's yes. here. Dinah was a real person. And, um, you know, when I encountered her, it's just so one-dimensional, you know, as a, as a lot of our stories are, particularly Absolutely. from that era. You know, so we know a lot about um, Ona Judge, thank, thanks to um, Professor Dunbar, and um, she wrote a lot about, you know, Ona. But Dinah, I just heard about her as, oh, she was the slave at Stenton who saved the house. And I just felt like, gosh, she must have a bigger story. I mean, even if mm. that is one of the acts that she did, I mean, what did she feel like, you know? Um, what were, what was she thinking about? Who did she love me? Dinah had a husband. And one of the most intriguing stories about Dinah is that um, she begged her, you know, her enslavers to free her husband. Mm. And he was freed. And he came to, you know, to live, you know, at Stenton. This is one of the things that she wanted. Wow. And um, she had a daughter. Um, so these things, I just think about, what did she think about it at night? All those years by herself, this this woman, you know, like, um, and so I kind of put her in conversation with Ona Judge so they can talk about things. And Dinah also demanded her own freedom, but when she was freed, she ended up staying at the house. And there will be a lot of people in today's time, whereas Ona Judge ran away from the Washingtons. And a lot of people would judge that. I know I did when I first heard it, coupled with the saving the house myth and then the staying in the house after you got your freedom. We all tend to judge these things, but we don't know what people are going through. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So when you say the saving the house myth, could mm -hmm. you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, so there was a period in time on the Revolutionary War when, um, and I'm going to tell the story loosely, but Dinah, um, there were some soldiers that came and they wanted to, you know, burn down the house or um, something they were trying to do. And Dinah led them to the barn or she told them there were some people, you know, in the barn. And she they went into the barn and then another set of soldiers came in 
and she told them where to find those other individuals and they were able to arrest them and get them away from the house. So that whole idea of, wow, she was going to burn down what has become known as this very historic home. It was the home of James Logan. Um, and he was a statesman. He worked with William Penn. Um, and then just about everything in Philly downtown is the Logan Circle, yep. Logan community. Right, right. You know, um, although she was uh, enslaved under Hannah Logan, it, it was just interesting that she, you know, the whole idea of her saving this house was the one narrative that people kind of w- w- ran away with. Right. And usually it was the people who basically are telling the story, telling her story. Exactly. And I just really felt compelled, like... I, although I don't own Dinah's story, I felt more apt to tell it, you know, and I felt that poetry is a way, you know, to really, to tell it. And then I, um, I just, I just wanted to do her justice. So I went through this thing. I don't even know if it was real or imagined that Dinah was kind of leading me to, you know, tell him about this, you know? So then I started Mm. talking about, you know, um, you know, Ona, because I, I started making up this friendship because they didn't know each other with Ona, Judge, and her. And then one time there there was a thing about um, loneliness at night, you know. Lots of times as individuals, you know, whether you're with someone or you're, or you're partnered up or not, and that feeling of being lonely. And, and Dinah was like, tell him about that. Like her husband, by the time he joined her, he was lame and sick and what does she do? What does she do with her body? What does she mm. do with herself? That's not something people want to think about with our, you know, enslaved, you know, our ancestors. Like, right, right. All we think about is they wanted their freedom or they didn't get their freedom. But, you know, what did they do? They were, they were people with <laughs> they were everyday people. life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to accomplish with these. And I just wanted, all I keep saying is I just want to do her justice. Justice. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And I mean, from listening to that poem, I definitely think that you're doing her story a lot of justice and just you. you're doing her justice and bringing her back to life through those words. Yes. So, and allowing yeah. her to live a life that she may not or may may or may not have been able to live. But you're mm. definitely keeping her alive in in your work and in the memory of those who are able to listen to your work. Yeah. Thank so you. Thank, thank and you. I wanted to have joy in there. Like I didn't want, you know, we it's multi we're all multifaceted. Like, Absolutely. You know, tell the Absolutely. joy and the sorrow. So, Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. That yeah. felt good to read that. I've only read it like three times. I read it in front of the American Historian Group, mm. his, uh, American Association of Historians or something. And um, I was thrilled that they were like, oh, this is good. <laughs> it's a good way to tell history. <laughs> it, <laughs> so it was validating. Is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For those of you who are listening, uh, James Logan lived in Stenton Mansion, which is located in the Logan section of Philadelphia, in North Philadelphia. And he was a statesman, as Ms. Trapita said. He was also the 14th mayor of the city of Philadelphia. And Dinah, who is featured in her poem, was enslaved by his sister, mm-hmm. Hannah. Yeah, Hannah, that's right. I would have a sister, daughter-in-law, one of them, I believe. But oh, okay. you would know, but yeah. Because <laughs> I think it was a daughter-in-law. But, well, you guys oh, can look you. up some history. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Look up your Philadelphia history, folks, if you're listening. Yes. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's really beautiful. Thank you. So once again, congratulations on being Poet Laureate. Thank you. You obviously deserve it with work <laughs> like that. It's really wonderful work. So where do you see your, uh, your practice going with this position as Poet Laureate of the city? Um, you know, as I was explaining to somebody the other day, I think I have more ideas than I can contain or the city can hold. And <laughs> being a full-time, you know, employed person and a full-time artist, and I'm proud to hold both those titles, um, I think, you know, there's so much I want to do, and I think it's going to focus really on partnerships. So I, I'm, I'm putting them all in these little categories, right? So libraries are very dear to my heart. I'm a member of a friend's group of the Germantown Regional Library. Wonderful. Um, Joseph E. Coleman. This is a small group of us doing bake sales and stuff, but I love it. So I want to be, and I have a, a poetry mural in the Logan Library, a poem called Read, and I That's worked wonderful. with an artist called Ife Niuwu. So I want to do, um, I want to do some really serious work with libraries. Um, I'm crafting it now, and it's more of a um, visual piece um, that you'll see that'll get community members involved in local branches. But that's one thing. Another piece I want to really tackle is mental illness, mental health. has been a that's big so part important. of it's essential. So I want yeah. to partner with community social service agencies, mental health agencies, and I want to do things like how we have a moment of silence. Maybe I want to look at you know projects like a moment of poetry where you know doing um, mental health month or thinking about how often people commit suicide and using those as pause points to do a healing verse, you know. Wow. So I'm crafting that. I'm trying to get that together. And I'm going to leverage and use my partnerships with other writers and, and creators across the city. And then um, I really want to do something in Reading Terminal, like something really cool and interesting, like cooking and food and food oh, lexicons. And having this big <laughs> blowout poetry open mic all about oh, food and ooey-gooey so food from all different <laughs> cultures and doing a workshop in there and, you know, just doing a lot with that. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that part. And then just readings. You know, part of my civic duty is to read at certain civic events. And that thing that also is very dear to my heart are young people. So I'll be nurturing the um, and working with um, um, Mia Concepcion. She's the um, Youth Poet Laureate. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah, they, the Youth Poet Laureate is a one-year tenure, and the Poet Laureate is two years. So I'll, be, I'll have the pleasure of working with two young people during That's my amazing. time. And I want us to, like, more than mentoring, I really want to partner on some of these activities. And keeping in mind that this is a, a high school student, but I want to be able to do some work with that individual. No, that's wonderful. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm yeah. really, really excited about this, especially how you mentioned the importance of mental health yes. within the city. Yes. And doing work, doing healing justice work in addition yes. to like literary work or yes. combining the two. Yes. It's so, combining so important. It. So, so important. And immigrant communities. Um, and that's why I figured you could do the, you know, there's so many things to tackle there, but trying to have us all meet at a place that that we can all identify with around food, around, you know, how we get it, what happens with it, not just the enjoyment part. When we don't have it, 
Um, right, we started right. our conversation talking about food and, you know, needs. And, <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. I have to get it down on paper and really figure out. But with a lot of partners and with a lot of other artists and creators, um, I think it's it's going to leave an impact. I, I wanted to resonate. I wanted to have staying power beyond me, so... That's wonderful. I, I'm absolutely certain that it will. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially because forward. I feel like I feel like right now we're kinda in this zeitgeist where healing mm-hmm. justice is so important mm-hmm. and so many mm-hmm. artists are grabbing it by the horns mm-hmm. and riding it off into the distance. Like yes. everybody's like very invested in making sure that folks are okay. Yes. And making that's sure it. that we can, you know, that we're thriving, mm-hmm. not just in like, li- you know, a regular living situation, but also making sure that our mental health is thriving. Yes. So we can be like the best versions of ourselves. That's right. So I think, I think this, your the work that you're doing is amazing. Thank and you. I think that focusing on mental health in the city is really, really important. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm every, to that. yeah, we're all connected in that. I mean, somebody knows somebody or somebody is somebody, you know, dealing with, managing with, healing from, dealing, you know, it's, is is there. He can't get away from it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to these healing workshops, what, mm-hmm. how do you envision the work being mm. done? I mean, and if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have no, to no, either. No, 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 no. I do want to talk about it because it's going to help me think it out. I mean, it's work that I've already done. Um, um, you know, I'm a clinical social worker, so that's one of the things. And I also currently work in a community mental health agency. So all day, every day, this is what we're working with. Um, so I've already done workshops around. One of my favorite workshops I've done is something called Recipe for. And so it's like recipe for healing, and I, you know, get people to really bring out some of the issues that have impacted them, and then the ingredients, and then, then you know, what goes into that, what goes into your healing. So doing everything from, like, workshops where I lead to developing a template, or almost like a toolkit of poetry workshops around healing that people can do outside of me, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a poet, but being I want to really have these kind of mental health toolkit for poetry, and I would like for those to be able to be all in communities um, and find some way to fund it. That's the thing. It's like funding these ideas, right? But that's why I think partnerships are so key. You know, um, we develop toolkits for a lot of things, but to be able to have this handy-dandy kit where you can pull out a poem and you can pull out a, a a little journal and a pencil and then a little instruction and prompts on what you can write to and then links to get you more information. Um, so I want to do it in that way. I want to do it in a hands-on way. And then I want to also work with other artists so that they can they can do this, and therapists and other practitioners that they can do this as well. I think that's amazing. Thank you. It's, and uh-huh. it's absolutely necessary too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you have it's to. It's really necessary. Group effort. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So the other day I saw a, a, a public Facebook post by a local uh, performer named Icon Ebony Fierce. Hmm. Um, Icon posted a made a post about, it's a public post on Facebook, mm-hmm. about about you, and it says, really? she was my poetry and spoken word instructor back in high school oh. when I was at Art Sanctuary. 
Whoa. a youth arts program that literally changed my life and made me into the person I am today oh with performing arts. This makes me so happy and brings back so much nostalgia. Just wow. and, and they posted an article uh, from the Inquirer about you being the poet laureate of Philadelphia, and so that I think <laughs> is it me. speaks words. It speaks you know so many words to. I'm about to cry to the work that you're doing, <laughs> to, you know, and the work that you're known for in the city. So you're mm-hmm. you're changing people's lives for the better, and I'm so I'm really glad. I'm really really glad that you you have this, and that you're mm-hmm. focusing on all these populations, yeah, and all these uh, issues within the city that need focus, right? That need energy. You know, where I so identify, I um, and people will really think I'm, you know you know, like making this up when I say this, but I've always been sort of like an outlier, you know, like on mm. the, in the arts world, in the writing world, like I'm not what you would consider, you know, an academic poet, you know, I didn't come through the MFA program or go through their traditional route. Mm. Um, and for there's this space for that and room for that. And that's beautiful. But I always, I'm also not, I didn't do a lot of the spoken word or, um, the what do you call those the slam thing because that just is not my personality I judged some and I read it one or two but I'm I'm really kind of a shy person (laughs) so I never really did that so I've always felt like I'm just kind of doing my thing on the side so the reason why I am so into these other communities because I feel like the voices aren't recognized heard lifted up young people that person just touched my heart. I taught, I was a teacher, I've been a teaching artist for probably as long as I've been a writer. And there's wow. so many young people. I mean, eight years I taught at the art sanctuary alone. That's amazing. And then all over the city, New York, Buffalo, and other places. So I think about all the young people, um, kids that are now like grown ups with their own families, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. And then um, I worked with also women who were survivors and shelters. I work with LGBTQ communities and all these individuals. And um, at one time I did a phenomenal workshop with people who had, you know, were in the sex industry, you know? And that's wonderful. And then you got your immigrants and you're undocumented. I've always felt in and in I, I identify because only because um I just wasn't that person where somebody would always say what do you think you know <laughs> so for me the platform I want to create is one that um it's just a given it's not about what you think is you're here here's the stage and anybody that's ever been in a class like students I know I used to get on their nerves I used to, this is sacred <laughs> space this is your stage. I'm not going to mm. accept that you don't want to speak up because you don't get this opportunity a lot, mm. you know. So I'm I'm just really about that. So that's what I say about community. And then I want to challenge certain communities. I want to take poetry to, um, you know, the churches and some mm. of these folks that are influencing mass of people and large groups of people. And some of these women and men and others, you know, they get it and then others don't. So how can you, how can I do that, you know? um, And I think my platform, I I don't want to, I just want to be able to reach the people that is necessary to reach versus fight the people that none of us are going to really care about anyway because we're going to keep doing what we need (laughs) need to do. 
Absolutely. So it's exciting. I could go on and on. But oh, and, and you're more than welcome to. Absolutely. It's just exciting. <laughs> That's really beautiful that you're using this platform to uplift people. Yep. And to uplift marginalized voices. That's so, it. Thank, That's you. it. Thank, thank you. Thank you. That, that means a lot. It really does to, to a lot of folks. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, so, so you mentioned working with uh, the two youth mm-hmm. uh, poet laureates. Mm-hmm. So in what capacity do you see yourself working with them? Mm-hmm. I want to. So the, so far there is one, um, and their name is uh, Mia Concepcion. I hope I'm saying it, um, their last name right, but that's uh, Mia. And I want to be more than, you know, a mentor. I really want to be able to find a place where I can partner with this young person Wonderful. and to say, hey, you know, Mia, what are you interested in? What is the one great thing? Because I wish somebody had asked me that in high school, you know. Mm. Um, then I didn't even know my voice or anything. And this um, individual know their voice a lot more than I know mine you know at at that age right. to be able to say what is the one thing I mean um, they're already doing phenomenal things and reading and, and throughout the city but um, what is something that you really want to do and you feel like you could use support from a, a person that's kind of your partner you know um, and I want to know what they're going to say and then I think that 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 and that individual and I will will work on that so it's more of a partnership um I want to learn from this individual because I don't have a lot of opportunity except my one-off teaching now. Um, for like eight years, I was teaching every week. And I was wow. constantly, you know, after-school program with young people. Like, I knew every slang, every, every everything <laughs> that was happening. <laughs> everything, you know, they were like keeping me grounded. And I was learning. And I feel like this person... Um, I feel like Mia can teach me some things in terms of what poetry means to young people today. Absolutely. You know, how can us as uh, older people and adults, what can we do differently to help lift up their voices? So that's one of the questions I'm going to ask, you know, and I think they're setting up a meeting for us to to meet and then to figure out how we can work together. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it, too. It's going to be so exciting. Yep. Uh, so do you have any readings coming up? You mentioned readings earlier. Do you have any um, that are coming up? I have some readings. I, I can't get my dates right, but I do have a very exciting project I'm doing with the former poet laureate, one of the former poet laureates, um, Yolanda Wisher. We're doing an exciting, exciting Toni Morrison project oh, uh, with the Rosenbach wonderful. Museum. And there's more to come, classes, reading, workshop, and a phenomenal event in May. So um, that's happening. Um, I have a couple other projects here and there, and um, I'm trying to do better to keep up my website. It's a little, you know, i got to do better so you can find out more information (laughs) on there. (laughs) I'll be consistently updating as things come into Wonderful. Well, I will. I will definitely join your mailing list. Yes. So. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. I can keep up with all the wonderful things that you'll be doing in thank this you. position for the next two years. Thank you. So I'm congratulations excited. again. Thank you. And with thank you for having me, and thank oh, you no for problem. just creating a platform. Um, just creating a platform. It's not easy. It's one thing to no. take advantage of it <laughs> when it's there, but the people that create it and the doors and things they have to break through to get it created. 
it's appreciated. I thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Oh, no problem. Thank you. No, you're welcome. <laughs> well, this has been Art Blog Radio. Thank you so much, Trapita Mason, for joining me today. Congrats again on being the Poet Laureate of Philadelphia. And thanks to everyone that's tuning in. You can listen to this podcast on our website. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk soon. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.